And live from the nation's capital, final hour, you can watch us on Twitch, YouTube, the Odyssey app, if you missed anything, of course. Wherever you get your podcasts, you get that. Bet MGM the tonight. One thing, I'm just wondering what's going on. There you go. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, where's my shot there? Look, interesting. Sorry, John. The one thing that I love about college is that they all huddle up after every big play. Oh, yeah. They don't do that in the NBA. That's, that's you know, that's true. They just I like all that, too. huddle up. Yeah, I think that's the Camaraderie. Yeah. A yeah. lot Dude, of camaraderie. That's what we should do at every break. Every break? Huddle yeah. up? Let's talk about the next break. <laughs> All right, what, what is Ryan going to say? What weird Iowa story is he going to have next? Ready? Let's figure this out. Go. That's what we're going to do. The Lady Hawkeyes are up three right now and the best team in the country. They are. It's true. Zia Cook. That ele- Iowa. I have over 16 and a half points for Zia Cook, so I need this little bucket. That 11 to 1 feels a lot better right now, doesn't it? Nope. Just Iowa. Just Iowa. You guys probably never saw that movie, did you? Nope. 100 points. I will actually buy beers all night long for anybody that gets that reference. They are strapping uh, Caitlin Clark, or trying at least. Tris is focused on Caitlin Clark. Who is calling me? It's not Field of oh. Dreams, we, is it? It's Maybe it's John Martin, because he's sitting here waiting there to come on go. the show when you're just... Oh, bang, bang, bang the place John, here. bang, bang. Bring there him. you go. All right, 15-11, Iowa over South Carolina. John Martin, Field of 68. We were, it's a travel. We were talking about this earlier in the show, John. I want to see what you think about it. So we're trying to figure out who had... We could either look at it as the most improbable or the toughest path to the Final Four, and there may be oh, two different ways to look at it. It. But we all, I'd say, right, it was a consensus for us. Miami had the toughest path in our eyes. Drake, Indiana, then Houston and Texas, especially was what they did to Texas, which sucks for me because, well, I lost a lot of money because of that, but that's a whole other story. I mean, FAU is the most improbable in the sense of, like, the smallest program, you'd argue, but they're still a 35-win team now. So where are you on the team that had the toughest uh, path to get here? Yeah, I don't even think there's a, a doubt about it. It is certainly... Uh, Miami. Yeah. This was this was hard earned, man. I I was <clears throat> I thought Houston was the national champion. I came into this believing they were the best team in the country. They rated well uh, offensively, defensively, every metric you want to throw. Uh, they they graded out really well in, and I thought they were good enough with the way they rebound, with the way they guard, with Sasser and Shed and Tremont Mark and the guys they bring off the bench and their coach that they were going to you know be there in Houston in the end. And not only did they beat Houston by double digits, they hung 89 on them dudes. That's the first time that had happened all season long. Nobody had scored more than 80 on Houston uh, this year until Miami did it. So for them to do that, they, they beat a very good Indiana team. Um, yeah, man. They, and then and the comeback, right? The comeback against Texas, I think. Just the some of the, the context of the run. They were on the ropes against Drake, right? Down and out. It was looking bad for them. They were down and out against Texas. I mean, the resolve those dudes have is 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 really, really impressive. So their road to me has been the toughest by far. UConn's by far has been the easiest. Um, I don't know if they've beaten a real team yet. I'm, I'm still sort of waiting on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's what I am so curious about because for whatever reason, whether that's you know, whatever. What's call- up, Trista? What's up, boy? You, you feeling good now? <laughs> you, you got the pounding her chest over here. <laughs> he got the he got the flu. Over Iowa. I, mean, I have the game on a different tab. I don't know what's going on. I <laughs> hope it's something good for South Carolina. Uh, no, I got Iowa plus eleven and a half. I got Iowa money line. I got Caitlin Clark over points. I got Zia Cook over points. This wow. is the most bets I have on all night tonight. But I'm just glad wow. you're good, man. You were we feeling a little sides. feeling a little sicky. 
feeling a little sicky over the last couple of days, John Martin. So I'm glad you're good. Yeah, we've had, I, I, I got you know I have a two year old. I, I'm, I'm, the weather in Memphis is insane, hot, cold, everything in between. So <laughs> I hear that. I'm just a petri dish. Yeah. So the thing that I'm curious about because everybody that I listen to and I like to hear the media and see what they say. Everybody thinks Miami's just going to get stomped by UConn, and their number one thing that everyone is parroting is that Miami has a terrible defense. But they strapped uh, Houston at the end. Like you said, they came back against Texas. They were down 13. In order to come back, you have to get stops. So do you feel like Mm -hmm. Miami's defense is, is wildly underrated? I don't know if I would call it wildly underrated, but I think it's good enough to certainly cover a number. Um, and and if you're you're talking about covering five and a half, you have a chance to win the game. Um, I think what Miami does have, which puts an an enormous amount of pressure on any team they play, is how many damn shot makers that they have. I mean, I think that is the one thing. Uh, UConn, you could maybe make the same argument for because they have been doing it all tournament long. I think Miami really matches them in terms of every guy they put out there, whether it's Poplar, Wong, um, you know, Nigel Pack, like whoever they throw out there, they're all capable of, of getting a bucket. A Miller, of course. Um, and I don't think that's something that UConn has seen. You know, one thing I, I think people have forgotten, and I understand why, because UConn has run roughshod through this whole damn thing. They were losing St. Mary's before the Dukas kid like inexplicably came down with like a nerve thing yeah. in his back. And he and, and 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 they play six deep. So that was a killer injury for them in a way that it wouldn't have been for any other college basketball team. But they were they did, I mean St. Mary's was actually playing them really well and looked to me as someone that was on St. Mary's plus 4 as a team that was on their way to winning that game or at least keeping it within a possession. So I think Miami has some of the ingredients to do it. I will say I've stepped in front of this damn UConn train three times this NCAA tournament. That has worked out very poorly for me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to that point again, but it, it would not shock me with Miami shot makers uh, that they keep this really close and perhaps pull the upset. I, I don't. I, there's a reason why people are calling this the de facto um, national championship game. So then if you think that Miami could potentially win this game and potentially, you know, win it all, then why not instead of take Miami plus 200, why not just take them to win uh, the whole thing at plus 475 and then maybe sprinkle something on Isaiah Wong to be, you know, outstanding player? Well, I, I'll just take the first one. I, I think that is the, 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 the best value bet you can make because I think against uh, FAU, they would be a favorite uh, for sure. And then against um, San Diego State, it, w- it would be a pick And I would say it might be, you know, maybe it gets to Miami minus one. Um, but again, you're going to get a better price and, than just a money line rollover there, right? Um, with Isaiah Wong, the only concern I would have is it, it could be Jordan Miller. Yep. You know, He's I mean, really it could good. easily be Nigel Pack. Like, you know, it, it like it, it sort of takes me back to the Super Bowl, right? Everybody's like, well, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna bet the Chiefs to win, why don't you just bet on Patrick Mahomes to win Super Bowl MVP at plus one twenty five or whatever it was when it closed? Well, because like Travis Kelsey could have gone off for you know one hundred and fifty five yards, or Isaiah Pacheco could have had three touchdowns. Like a lot of a lot of crazy stuff could have happened, right? I'd rather just give me the plus one and a half, give me the money line there, and I'll play it safe. But I think it's a, I think that's a smart move if you just really believe in Miami that much. Just just play them to win the national championship for sure. 
You know, it's crazy because everybody keeps talking about Florida Atlantic like they're a Cinderella story. But, I mean, they led Division One basketball in wins. And I actually, man, like I thought just the winner of that Memphis FAU game actually had a good shot to get here just because Purdue was a paper tiger all season long. Anybody that watched yep. Purdue knew they were getting knocked mm-hmm. out. They didn't have the guard play. I like Zach Eady as a college player, but you just knew they were getting knocked out early. So what would you do in this game? Because when it was a pick... Or like a one and a half point spread, I didn't think it was worth betting. But now that we're getting to two and a half, if we could get to three, do you think there's any value in Florida Atlantic, or do you lean the other way with San Diego State? Yeah, well, first of all, you were right. I mean, because FAU is here, yeah. and I think Memphis could have easily. And and here, in, I'm here in Memphis, and everybody is uh, just heartbroken and and destitute over the way that game ended and the season ended because they feel like they should still be playing. Um, th- the only bet that I've made this weekend is San Diego State. But that was at minus two. Yeah. And I think in a game like this, every point is going to matter. Uh, This game was at two yesterday morning. It got bet up to three. And now it's settled back into minus two and a half San Diego State. I could see it maybe getting back to three. But as someone, even as someone who has San Diego State minus two, we know how hard it is to, uh, you know, for, for that team to score. Yeah. So it would not, um, <laughs> to me, be a bad bet if you want to take three points. Uh, certainly three and a half things an auto bet. Um, I think the margins are going to be really tight, and I think Florida Atlantic is certainly deserving of this moment and will not uh, be intimidated by any stretch of the imagination. Let me ask you another question here really quick, because let's be honest, this Final Four kind of sucks. So uh, I'm a big <laughs> Penny Hardaway fan. I love Penny growing up. I was rocking the Air Pennies, and I liked the hire just because I was like, this guy's going to be able to recruit. How would you grade him as a head coach now this year? Because, like, last year obviously was a mess. You know, there was, like, the whole, like, Rasheed Wallace thing. You know, like, Larry Brown was on the bench. But what grade would you give him this year? Do you think he's getting better? Do you think he's improving, like, after timeout play calls, stuff like that as a head coach? Well, Rasheed didn't want to get the uh, COVID shot. (laughs) Yeah. Is that That what happened there? They got the. Yeah, they got the uh, Tennessee game canceled in Nashville. He was, like, coaching virtually. Is that right? Yeah, he, well, you know, <laughs> whatever. I yeah, I, I think he was. Yeah, he was, you know, getting paid virtually. <laughs> <laughs> I had a take that they didn't want him on the bench. They, they didn't want to risk him getting teased or getting kicked out of games. They didn't want all that attention. Exactly. Rashid had the best gig in the world last year, man. He was just away from the team and fishing out a contract. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think Penny has made strides. I think a lot of that is and that and this probably applies to a lot of coaches. I think most of his "quote unquote" growth is is due to the players that he brings in. You know, there there was a turnover problem, there was a point guard problem in the in the seasons that uh, you know of of old. Then he goes in and brings in Kendrick Davis, the best transfer in the portal, addresses both of those things in one fell swoop. So yeah, you know, do I think he's made adjustments? Yes. Um, obviously, he showed this way this year that he can win in a different way was one of the best offensive teams in the country. I think they finished at 19th in offensive efficiency. But again, I think it's more about, yes, coaching does matter. It matters a lot. But I also think it comes down to how good your personnel is, too, especially in this day and age of the transfer portal. So I do think he's made strides, and I do think people are mostly satisfied with the the job he has done. I mean, they beat the number one team in the country this year for the first time in program history. They won the AAC tournament for the first time in program history. Um, and they beat Houston in it. So I think there were a lot of good things to take away from it. However, when people think about this particular season, all they're going to remember is the heartbreak at the end of the first-round game. Yeah, which sucks. They should have beat Houston twice, actually. They lost on that mm-hmm. final oh, buzzer the week before, too. That brutal. was brutal. brutal. 
I needed that, unfortunately. <laughs> Me too. I had the money yeah. line. Yeah, five. same, and same. If that game was going overtime, <laughs> it was not coming home. Yeah. <laughs> talking to John Martin from Field of 68. Uh, you know, we're talking, uh, really one of the big things this whole season, let alone, you know, the tournament is, you know, like the lack of success from Blue Bloods or consistency or whatever words you want to use. Doesn't matter. Then Duke got hot and then they got knocked down and we kind of know the rest of the story. We look at this Final Four and you'd put maybe UConn in there, obviously, though it's been a while since they've been at this level. Is this kind of here to stay to a point with transfer portal and NIL deals. It just feels like now we're getting some more opportunities where other programs can coach from poach from the big ones, sort of like you're getting in college football and finding ways to build their roster. If they don't win in recruiting, they win in the transfer portal. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that is exactly the indication that we're getting from that. Like it's really comes down to who, whoever you are. Miami had no, basketball tradition and in fact they decided to stop playing for a time yeah. um and and they had one booster that said you know what i'm gonna go all in i care about this program here's a million dollars you know here's however much i'm gonna give out for these guys to play here um so yeah i i do think we're heading to a place where if you invest literally into the players then you can field a program um, and that's why, you know, I, I actually think it's a great thing for, you know, your, your, your Memphises, your, your teams that are sort of outside of, you know, the prism of mainstays. I think it opens up the field for, you know, any, any, any potential program that's got a powerful uh, backing, some boosters. If they care about the program, you can get here, man. If FAU can do it with nothing, right, if Fairleigh Dickinson can do it with nothing, Imagine what you can do if you're given 500, a million. You can make the same kinds of runs. So I think it's a good thing for the sport. It, it, parody is good, in my opinion. So who do you have for the national title? I mean, I, I have, like everybody else, I, I do have UConn. Mm. I mean, I just, just I, take I, them. they're just playing better than everybody. I mean, they just are. I was thinking about this today. Three of the four teams and you would you would think this is true anyway but just to hear it out loud three of the four teams i believe have covered the number in every game and fau has covered the number yeah. in all but one so you have immovable objects versus you know uh unstoppable forces yeah. against the spread in this in this field and i guess that's probably a function of there are no ones right so the inflated numbers aren't necessarily there with these teams but i mean uconn just been drubbing people and had they not lost to marquette and what i believe was the uh biggie semifinal i mean they would be that you know they wouldn't have lost you know in weeks here so uh they are playing the best basketball of the four nobody's been able to stop sonogo at this point like they got hawkins for you they got newton for you they got a lean for mm-hmm. you. Like they just, they just match you at every turn. So I, I'm not stepping in front of that train again. I, I'm going to roll with UConn until somebody proves me wrong. Yeah, I listen. It also just feels like an eternity since we've seen any game. So it's nice that finally tomorrow we're going to get this final four underway. Go Hawkeyes. John Martin, Field of 68. Thanks, Good talking to you, man. Feel better. Yeah. Do it again. Go Hawkeyes. They, well, right now it's all Hawkeyes. Look at that. Let's Look go. At that. By the way, Caitlin Clark is the best basketball player on the planet. I'm saying it's bet MGM tonight. I've been saying that.